Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovrick, or better known as T-Love in certain circles. And next to me is uh, the young, the effervescent, the lovely <laughs> Mr. Sean Quigley, oh. always better known as The Quig. Oh, wow, thank you. Well, that's an introduction as always. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, how have you been, sir? Been good? I've been good. I've been... Pretty good, I guess. I feel like uh, I, I, I I feel like I've been busy. I can't remember since the last time we did a <laughs> podcast. If I what have I done? Have I done something? That's that's the worst. I I, I get that, and some and people are like, what did you do last week? Because you know I was busy all bloody week, but I couldn't specifically tell you what the hell I did. Yeah, and I, I don't know if mm. that's just me being feeble minded because I'm older, or mm. no, I feel the same. And I, but I, like I did that today, looking at my schedule on my on my phone, my calendar, and I was trying to figure out something, trying to find space for something. Um, I forgot what that Which was. Which you forgot what it was. I, I forgot to find space for it, and I was looking at my calendar, and I was like, "Well, look, come on, I have a week. There's got to be a space. There's got to be a day. There's got to be a period of time where I can that I'm free that I can do something." And I was looking, and there's nothing for like a week there was just there was just nothing there like my schedule is full of stuff that counteracts with other stuff meaning that i can't do anything right and i started to get very upset about it and i was thinking <laughs> in my head like no this is well this is my schedule this is my schedule <laughs> that i made why am i not allowed to do the my schedule no, i want to do what i want to do i'll why? try i want to change it i don't want to do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, guy. You're married. That's, yeah. that's long gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking from experience. Yeah. That's all. No offense, Sam. <laughs> I'm just speaking from experience. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, all right, folks. This is episode number seventeen. 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 We're we're getting up there. And um, as you know, our show is we review a uh, TV show or movie that very few people have heard of or seen. We watch the middle twenty minutes of mm-hmm. it and try to figure out what's going on. And then we, we review a local eatery, and we review a local beer, if possible, or mm-hmm. any sort of beer, or cider, wine, whatever. And uh, we try to tell you all about it. Hmm? Yeah? So today's episode, we watched the Bollywood movie called Kabel. Mm. K-A-A-B-I-L. So, I don't know, I'm probably butchering that, I'm sure... Um, uh, many Indian folk would correct me. Kabil? I, I, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Anyway, so we watched that. Uh, we are reviewing f- from our friends at the elementary the drink Puerto Rico. Yep. And we reviewed the local eatery is uh, Ronnie's Rock and Grill in Bergenfield, where we had uh, you had the Bob Marley, which is basically a burger with Cajun spices, grilled onions, bacon, and cheddar cheese. And I had the Who which is grilled onions, bacon, lettuce, tomatoes, and buffalo ranch. And we also split the um, Disco Sucks fries, mm. which is basically their version of poutine because it was like fries. It had some kind of meat on it, didn't it? Was it some kind of bacon or something? Just I gravy. Thought, yeah. Oh, was it just gravy? Yeah. Okay, so it must have been like grill bits or something that was in it. Mm. 
So it's fries, gravy, and cheese. And it's yeah. a very, like I said, American version of poutine. And it was, yeah. yeah. So that's what we're doing. So I guess uh, before we start with anything else, shall we tap into our Puerto Ricos? Yes, why not? Let's go. We got nice little like 20-ounce steins of Puerto Rico. Uh, cheers, my friend. Uh-huh. Oops. Oops. There right, we go. Cheers. And it's, color-wise, it's basically engine oil, folks. Oh, it smells so good. Okay, so when we were pouring it, it had a really lovely head. It's coffee. It's a coffee porter, six percent ABV with thirty-seven IBU, and Sean is really enjoying the aroma of it. That I really, really, really like that beer. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a nice porter, isn't it? Mm. I've had it before, so I knew what to expect. But well, what do you? What do you? Very nice. Very nice. Wow. Uh, he looks. He actually looks a little bit like erotic right now. He, he looks like he might have done something in his pants, and I don't know what. That's but, very nice. That's like that is a. That's combining two things that I like a lot. That's like uh, nice, like porter stout, and then like coffee. Coffee it tastes like it could be an iced coffee. It does. It does actually. You're absolutely it right. It smells gorgeous. It smells so much like good coffee. Yeah. Oh, that's. He's, he's very... <laughs> <laughs> you should start taking pictures and like yeah. set up an Instagram mm. account. You know what? Why don't I just like take a snapshot here just to start this off? But he's really, really enjoying his <laughs> beer here. It's really fantastic, folks. Mm. It's just so you get an idea of the size of this Steiner. Put my hand in the shot here and take it. I'll post that on our page. Mm. But it's a very... This is one of those... You know, it's funny. It's like the porters and the stouts. Well, you really shouldn't drink that in the warm weather. Not, actually, we're actually having a fabulous summer. And it's unseasonably cool. Mm. Comparatively speaking, on averages. But this, to me, doesn't feel like this is a winter beer that I can only drink like when the weather's cold. Oh, oh I feel the opposite. I'm like... I think it's because it's called Puerto Rico, that I taste coffee. Yes. Like, I'm thinking, like, drinking on a beach. Yes, 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 yes. It's that easy to drink. Mm. It's 6%. You would never guess by drinking it. Mm. It's it's really, really, really nice beer. Really nice beer. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be enjoying this uh, stein of mm. Puerto Rico. It's very nice. But, uh, okay, so food-wise, <clears throat> Ronnie's Rock and Grill. It's a local little uh, restaurant. It's done, it's actually kind of neat inside. It's a small place. It's done up all with rock and roll memorabilia and things like that. It's act, they actually have a fairly big menu. Yeah. With lots of different choices and they have, you know, little, it's, it's, it's the shtick, right? So the burgers are the Bob Marley, the Who, the, um, the sliders. You get 20 sliders, that's the Led Zeppelin. You get two sliders, that's Simon and Garfunkel, you know. What was it, Journey was eight sliders? Eight. No, eight. 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 I, I said it should be four because... Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm not that big a fan of Journey, but... Yep. <laughs> so, um, really nice place. Um, it's on Washington, North Washington, 83 North Washington Avenue in Bergenfield. I had The Who, which is uh, a burger with grilled onions, bacon, lettuce, tomatoes, and buffalo ranch, mm. which was... There was just enough buffalo ranch on it to make it... Uh, give it some good heat, hmm. not like too hot. Like, well, I gotta take a sip of something in between. I I, I thought it was very tasty. 
What about yourself? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was nice. It was, it was, mine was very dry. It could have been, neither sort, it didn't have a sauce or anything on it. Oh, it, was, it just had? Yeah, there's no sauce. It was just like, uh, it was just bacon, cheese, and onions. Um, oh, okay. And it, it, it was, and it said Cajun spices, and I was expecting that it would be make it spicy. A little more like, heat on it. But it was, what, it, what I guess what they'd done is it was, I think they'd cooked the burger with Cajun spices, I think. Uh, like they'd mixed it in with a patty or something. Okay, okay. So the burger, it's, the patty itself was spicy. kind of had like a hint of heat to it. Uh, Only a hint. Very. Okay. Um, so, so it was, it was, it was, it was nice. It was okay. It, it would, to tell you the truth, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but it was. Right, right, right. It was, it was. Okay. okay, serviceable. It was serviceable. Okay, serviceable. And yeah. then we had the Disco Sucks fries, which we said was like cheese and gravy and, and, and fries. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they're tasty enough. Yeah, they You make it greasy okay. and salty and cheesy enough, it'll be. But I mean, it, like I said, it, it's a bit of a... A bit of a trailer park poutine, I guess. It was, yeah, it was. I was thinking that it wasn't. I've had a poutine a few times and it's always been less than that. Better, yeah. But I mean, I'm, poutine's like, it has like curds in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like cheese. But, but even or so, like <laughs> I've had, I've been in places where they throw like cheese and stuff on it. Actually, um, we haven't reviewed them yet, but we should. Uh, kimchi Smoke. Mm. They have a basket that's called uh, Cho Fries, Cholander Fries, which is just to die for. So, you know, they got. The cheese and the kimchi and spicy and it's delicious and it's really it's a much better version of it. Okay. I mean, this is still tasty, it's all but right. it's a know. little like the cheese is again, like American cheese. It was a bit yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It looked a little bit like Velveeta. And and the other thing again, like we say it every time, fries just don't carry. No, no, no. Because right. like I mean, by the time we got them, they're all soggy. So you know, mm. it's really not fair for us to judge the fries too much. Because they just don't travel. It's just that simple. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, back to our the main part of our show. Well, sort of. I mean, the beer is really the main part of our show, isn't it? <laughs> beer and the food. Well, anyway, this is a movie, a, a Bollywood movie, Kabil. And it was, this description was, and the minute we saw the description, mm-hmm. as we do beforehand, and we scroll through our, the Netflix queue, was a blind man and his blind wife. Have their lovely life tragically disrupted because she gets raped and he uh, seeks help from the police, but the police are crooked and then he decides to take vengeance into his own hands. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, of course, we do our thing. We go for the middle 20 minutes. And this is a Bollywood film. This is a Bollywood film. Yeah. So it was two hours and 20 minutes long, which I guess in terms of Bollywood like movies, that's kind of short. That's like a 90-minute, like, you know, Western film. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got the middle 20 was basically an hour into it, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and it starts off with the husband, obviously blind, doesn't wear any dark glasses or anything like that to make it look, you know, to cover it up. His eyes... He's got such beautiful eyes. He did have very pretty eyes. He had these, like... Uh, uh, hazel and and this like very light coffee colored mm. eyes like butterscotch almost you know it was, it mm. was like butterscotch hazel eyes and he was of course impossibly handsome which you know yeah. um, and his wife also was gorgeous so th- it starts with him and it's like like you said it's like this like uh, a Nolan movie <laughs> music in the background yeah. and he's frantically searching for something on the bed 
And he finds like a necklace first, I guess. Hmm. And then he's like sweeping under the pillows. And then he uh, throws himself on the floor and he's sweeping under the bed. Of course, he's blind. He can't see. So it's everything is just like reaching and grabbing and trying to find. And he finds a crumpled up piece of paper, which my first thing that stands out. And he takes it and he unwraps it. And basically you start seeing what happened. And apparently what happened, some guys came in. Well, I shouldn't say that. Apparently what happened, the wife is cooking and she's home alone. Mm-hmm. And she's cooking pancakes, which, and each pancake is like perfectly thin. And like, kudos to the blind lady for cooking them so nicely, <laughs> you know. And it looks like something comes through the window, she gets startled, and somebody's knocking on the door. And what she realizes is a cricket ball came through the window. Mm-hmm. And she opens up the door, and it's a bunch of kids basically asking for the cricket ball back. And she tells them, I guess, uh, no worries, not a big deal. If you guys behave, my guess was that she's going to make them something, some treat to eat. Because mm. they were all excited, the little boys. Because the oldest one looked to be, I don't know, 12. Yeah. Or something like that. And the three boys were all excited. And so she closes the door, kind of. But you see somebody, like, walk by in front of the camera. So they're not alone in the house. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to her bedroom. And there's two guys are in there. Your classic mustache twirling two guys <laughs> young guys and the one guy does this whole thing puts his clamps his hand on her mouth and uh reads her this whole guess i guess i don't know he he must have seen her somewhere beyond, before in the movie yeah and they must have told him to fuck off mm-hmm. or something because he just took entirely too much pleasure for a complete stranger while his boy is watching so he rips her skirt off <clears> and he <throat> rapes her at least that's the indication meanwhile this is all the husband's reading all this on this piece of braille paper. The note is in braille. Now it was all crumpled up and then like the note is there and it's perfectly formed and all the little dots are like perfectly raised and I'm just like, wait a second. How does anyone make braille with a piece of paper like that? They have the printers, the special little printers and they just, it's, it's like hole punchers except they're not oh. strong enough to punch oh. and then they do the braille. Yes. And, but that's the thing. It was a crumpled up piece of paper and he uncrumples it and it's like ironed smooth. Mm. It's like it came out of the printer like at, at Staples or something that smooth with, with the braille on it. And while she's, t- this is, this is what's being displayed on the screen. And then every once in a while they go back to his eyes and show his eyes. And it was these odd, uh, 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 cinematography angles where they would show his like Adam's apple, lump up because he's I guess swallowing back tears or whatever it was and in the letter what you see happens is I guess she is shamed because she was raped and Mm. she hangs herself on the bedroom ceiling fan Mm. and he's crushed and I guess then the scene is later on is um, it's uh, a couple of days which is one thing I have an issue with which is kind of funny well not an issue I just thought of it and it's something that I've seen a lot in films and now only now thinking about it is a bit weird. I guess it makes sense. Is the idea of someone has made a DIY, you know, noose. They've yeah. made up their own. They're going to hang themselves. They've made a decision. They're going to hang themselves on the ceiling fan, whatever. <clears throat> They've made a noose. So therefore, they will have had to have spent at least the last five minutes, whatever, on the chair. Right. Because like, 
it's too tall and <laughs> I mean, for starters I don't know how she got up there and she tied the knot because already like she's on her tippy toes on the chair to hang herself like right. how did you get even higher than that to tie the knot on the fan in the first place oh good point a yeah. bigger chair a ladder I don't <laughs> there know there's a ladder in the background yeah <laughs> so th- there's that okay. but either way you're at least on the chair right but but then in, every time you see someone hang themselves they're looking up and they step onto the chair but it but it's like, but you were just on the chair in order to tie the noose. So like, you had a minute where like, well, I'm gonna kill myself, but I deserve at least a rest. I've been standing <laughs> on this chair for like, oh, for 20 minutes preparing this noose. So I'm gonna step off the chair for a bit, have a look up at it, go, yep, that's what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna step on the chair again and get back on with the noose. Yes. You just had the noose in your hands. You were in the chair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is two blind people both impossibly gorgeous right mm. now this is obviously a couple of days after she had killed herself because friend relative whoever comes over with a like an earthenware jar that's covered which is obviously her ashes and he gives it to the blind guy and he kind of hugs it and their place is huge mm. and like okay I guess the country's not as overpopulated as we've heard because two blind people with obviously very little means of making money have just this enormous apartment. Yeah. I mean, she shrugs off broken glass, you know, it's like yeah. fans in every room. <laughs> or, for all I know, they're voiceover actors. <laughs> and getting a lot more money than a couple of schmucks sitting here doing a podcast. Yeah. Right? So, you know. <laughs> that's So, anyway. So, he decides to take his ass down to the police station. <laughs> And he's in the police station talking to, like, a guy who's obviously just dismissing him and laughing. And he's obviously relating, basically, about the somebody, you know, raped my wife. I want justice, blah, blah, blah. And he turns at one point and starts basically yelling at the captain, mm. the head officer in charge in the precinct, whatever it is. And then he calls him in. They have a chat. And, like you said, from... The looks of it, he basically said, you know, if you guys don't want to help me, I'm going to go out and basically take care of this myself. Yeah. And then he gets out of the chair and he unfurls his walking stick and he bumps into like a file folder on the table first and then he knocks into another guy and all the cops are... Like, hey, watch where you're going, asshole, kind of thing. <laughs> and the, the, the music is starting again. And he has this, like, amazingly tailored shirt that's open two buttons so you can see the pecs. <laughs> but there's not a single hair on his chest. Like, <laughs> So, obviously, he waxes himself because, as a blind person, that hair is offensive on your chest. You want to wax yourself. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't wake up in the middle of the night... Thinking you're reading Braille and it's just your chest hair. You're like, what? what? The elephant in the kitchen was the first. Right. What? Right. Oh, it's just my chest hair. Right. <laughs> Which is confusing because then he gets to the nipple. He's like, who has an erection? Who has an erection? Because it's a giant Braille, so I would assume that's. A... <laughs> Which I'm sure everyone's going to tell me I'm an asshole after this, but <laughs> it's a nipple. I like to think that Braille for penis is just a. A little penis in dots <laughs> on, the, on the page. Just a little picture. Just, it's the one thing that represents like it's a picture. Just because if you're doing anything, if you're you, the person who's invented you that, you sure like, that's right. not just a you in like Ariel 48 font? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, he walks out of the station. And then... Was that the point? Yes. And then it goes... Uh, oh, they show... 
the house of a guy who, and I mean, the scene is almost like straight out of the big boss, the Bruce Lee movie, mm-hmm. like where there's a big, there's, there's the head honcho kind of sitting there all importantly, and he has blue contacts in his eyes for whatever reason, I don't know why, elderly man with a beard, and he has like a henchman that's sitting there, uh, uh, and he looks like he's a beefy kind of guy, and the cop that was initially talking to our hero is there talking to him, so he's obviously on the payroll. Yeah. And then somebody walks in and you realize, oh my God, it's the rapist. The rapist is his son. Mm. Because he's very subservient to the guy. The guy basically is like, what the fuck are you doing tonight? What are you doing? And he's just, oh, I'm just going out with a couple of friends. It's okay. You know, whatever. And he says, all right. This is John Wick, basically. Have you seen John Wick? I have not seen John Wick yet. No, yeah. Uh, So anyway. He's not blind, but No, right. So so the, um, the young... Guy, the son, leaves, and the dad talks to the crooked cop for a little bit longer. And then the scene cuts to a girl singing. Oh, no, no. It starts off with music, light show, lots of effects, billowy fabric, whatever it is. And it says Club Czar. Yeah. And then this girl gets on and she starts singing and dancing and she's dancing. And the club is basically like... A big now I want to say amphitheater because we were only seeing it from you know mm. basically looking up on stage, but it's a circular arena. She's surrounded by fans and they're all cheering on and it's big like, light show. It's like Moulin Rouge. It's like seen from Moulin Rouge. It's like right, yeah, yeah. And she's in the middle singing and dancing, and then all of a sudden they pan to the bad guy, and the bad guy is kind of like in the crowd, uh, uh, um, dancing, and you're like, oh, he's enjoying a night out in the town. Because he's near the bar and he's like drinking booze out of a bottle. And um, she's singing. And then all of a sudden it goes to him and he's singing. And I was just like, what What the fuck is going on? And your, your explanation was, it's Bollywood. There has to be a musical interlude. And I'm like, okay. But I thought she was a musical interlude. I didn't realize the bad guy gets a musical interlude. <laughs> yeah, the rapist gets a, gets a solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what would that piece be called in the script? Mm. Ode to Rapist? Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. Or 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 Rape Overture. I mean, I I, I don't understand because he was like super happy and he's like ah and actually he had a couple of phrases in English. It would be called it would be called the rape song uh-huh. parentheses ballad ballad uh, of the the bad man or something. Ballad of the bad guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so curious choice there, but it's like, yeah. okay, all right, he gets his like little singing interlude. Yeah. And then they show and then they show our hero and he's in some like abandoned theater or something. And at first I didn't know if it was the same club just after hours. Yeah. Because there was like bottles of booze around the place and I'm like, oh okay, what's going on here? And he walks up to this railing and pulls out a jar, not a jar, a bag of marbles out of his pocket, and then he drops a marble, and then it hits the floor. It's like gets... a Ziploc bag of marbles. Yeah, 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 a Ziploc. Yeah, absolutely. It was a sandwich bag. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd, right? Yeah. So <laughs> they have like a cloth drawstring bag. I expect. <laughs> That's the only way you can carry marbles. <laughs> is in just like a sheepskin cloth bag. <laughs> yeah. So right away, there he's off. He's off. Where's his leather pouch? Where is his leather pouch? But uh, 
So he drops this marble and listens to it and hits the floor. So he obviously already knows that it's 22.34 feet from the top <laughs> of the railing to the floor. Because he's hearing... So it's basically he's Daredevil, but he's kind of like Delhi Devil. You know, like New <laughs> Delhi Devil, I guess. But I'm not sure if it was in Delhi or if it was in Mumbai. I don't know which town it was in. Because they never really showed any, any uh, landmarks mm. to, 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 for us to recognize. Yeah. But anyway... So then, and then he starts walking up the stairs because where he is is a balcony, but there's stairs going, stairs going to the top. And he starts practicing walking up the stairs so he could walk up there without his stick. I, I guess to look intimidating or something. I, I don't know what the yeah. end goal of that was. I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. So he does that and then he goes over. There's a piano there with a bunch of booze on it and he's kind of feeling it and checking it out. And then he hears voices. And he ducks behind another piano on like that's kind of on a lower level. Mm. And in comes Mr. Rapey Boy with his boy. And he's all fired up and his friend is kind of guiding him because he's fired up and drunk. And he's talking and yeah, and he had a good time and he swings his jacket over his head and he throws it down. And then he walks up to his like piano with all the booze on it and he goes, open 24 hours. And it's just like, that was like the only phrase and he's just like, huh? And then our hero's like, and he throws the jacket down, and it almost slaps our hero, and our hero gets a little stunned, because of course he's blind, so he doesn't see it, he just kind of like hears it. And the two guys are talking, chatting, and then they go off. And did you see the recorder? Yeah, I did. Okay, I, yeah, you, I didn't see it. Yeah, you were, I forgot what you were doing, because that's why I said it, because I noticed you didn't see it. Yeah, he was recording it the whole time on a little... Uh, Little Sony Walkman recorder with the tape, yeah, 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 tape. Okay, so he recorded that, and then you see the father with the blue contacts. I guess it's some local politician or something, hmm. politician or businessman, because he was on a stage in front of a crowd delivering some kind of speech with his henchmen behind him. And but I I couldn't see if it was like you know like oh we're dedicating this new building from you know whatever corporation. Or if he was just saying, I will work for your rights, blah, blah, blah. The usual politician bullshit that you hear all the time. Yeah. But he was some kind of like higher up and he was delivering the speech. And our boy, our hero, shall we call him Blind Fury? Oh. In reference to Rutger Howard. Mm -hmm. Yes, very nice. Yeah. Um, he is in the crowd recording. And then, let's see, where does it go from there? Um, does it go to him calling people yeah, already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it does, so. doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, so he gets on the phone. And this is the thing that kills me. He he gets on the phone. The phone doesn't have any braille. Well, I guess like with the pad, you don't really need to see it to know what the numbers are. Because they're laid out in a 12-key formation. So there's not... You don't really need any braille for that, I suppose. Yes. Yes. But he, oh, no, no, no. Before that, they show him he's like in a high rise somewhere next to an empty window, listening now to all the recordings that he uh -huh. made over and over and over again. And what you realize between that and the marble dropping and all that, or at least that's what I picked up, is that his sense of hearing is just, you know, out of bounds. Like I said, he's like New Delhi Devil, and <laughs> it's, it's, you know, he, he knows exactly how to imitate voices and how far things are just by hearing, you know, the distance to impact all this. So he's sitting in this like building that looked to be like it was 
under construction, like a new construction building. Because there was like building material behind him, like cinder blocks and things of that nature. Yeah. It was like his like goody hideout. It was yeah, just yeah, some yeah. high rise building site. Right, right. And I mean <laughs> Oh, maybe he's an architect. It's funny. It's what was the one what was the movie? It kinda that scene in particular reminded me of um what was the name of the movie? And I actually thought it was gonna be a great set of movies, but it ended up like being terrible. Um with Liam Neeson. Uh um Something man, where like they kill, like the mobsters kill him and his wife, and he ends up disfigured. Oh, d- d- Dark Man? Uh huh. Dark Man, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, that scene kind of reminded me of Dark Man, that's right. Yeah. Which was, like, I thought, I, I remember when the commercial came out, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Like, at least, like, when I saw it. I went to the movies, and I was kind of like, eh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was very standard 80s fair kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it was like same time as like Dick Tracy, that kind of thing. Oh God, I saw Dick Tracy in the theater. Mm. That was two worst movies I've ever seen in the theater. <laughs> Dick Tracy being one, and probably the worst of the two. And number two being the Two Jakes with Jack Nicholson. Oh, I'm seeing it. That it was supposed to be the sequel to Chinatown. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was god awful. There was that was one of those. Did Polanski direct it? You you know what I don't know, but I can look it up. But but that was one of those movies that I suppose I thought it was really stupid and I didn't get any of it because I didn't see the first one. And I you know I mean that's all good and well, but like somewhere, but I mean well I guess back in those days they didn't realize that you mm. can't make a sequel. No one's gonna go see it unless they saw the first one. And so somewhere along the way they realized that and they made the stories of sequels good enough to stand up on their own and then there are some minor references mm-hmm. to whatever happened in the movie before. But yeah, the two Jakes didn't have that and I, and like I said, I was just like what the hell is this? Let's see. The two Jakes. 1990 came out. Yeah. Uh, no, Jack Nicholson directed it. That's oh, probably why well, they're so, so bad. bad. <laughs> that famous director, Jack Nicholson. Oh, no wonder. That's coming right off the back of Batman. They got 65% on Rotten Tomatoes? Literally, literally, like I said, one of two worst movies I've ever seen. In, in the movie theater, like, I'll be fair, because there are plenty of shit movies that you see on TV that never make it to the theater. But in the theater, that was one of the two worst. Uh, now I'm curious to see what Dick Tracy was. Did you see Dick Tracy? Yeah. Awful. I liked it, but I was young. Okay, well, fair enough. I was looking forward to it because I always used to read a Dick Tracy comic yeah. in the newspapers. So I was looking forward to it, but it was... It's kind of like what... like like, And I've said this before. It's kind of like... In the 80s and 90s, Madonna was today's Rihanna. Mm-hmm. They kept on trying to shove her down our throats in movies. And it's like, no, she's not that good an actress. She really isn't. Stop it. Yeah. Like I said, they had her in uh, Rihanna in, in um, Valerian mm. in this uh, City of a Thousand Planets. And quite frankly, this is the sad part. Quite frankly, she was actually one of the better parts of the movie. <laughs> She's a terrible actress. Terrible. Yeah. And even she was animated most of the time. It's just like, she can't, she really can't. It's like, stop. 
pushing, and now she's going to be in the freaking oceans eight. And I'm like, why her? Really, there's really no other young woman that you could find to fit in this movie that would work well. That you had to put Rihanna in. Yeah. Why? I, I don't get it. The two worst films I've seen in the cinema are uh, Metropolis, David Cronenberg film with Robert Pattinson from like six years ago, five, six years ago. Never saw it. God awfully, boringly pretentious. Okay. Oh, terrible. Just was it a boring. remake of the original Metropolis or something? Uh, no, no, it wasn't called Metropolis. It was called uh, Cosmopolis. Sorry. Oh, okay. Cosmopolis. Terrible. Okay. Absolutely terrible. Um, and White Chicks. The I enjoyed White I, Chicks. Uh, <laughs> wow. I enjoyed that White Chicks. That was a bad film. I did not enjoy White Chicks. <laughs> but I know. like that goofy sense of humor. So. <laughs> did you ever see? Did you ever see? Um, I'm gonna get you, sucker. No. But Keenan Ivory's Wayne. It's that. It was that. It was that. Um, like the Hollywood Shuffle. Did you ever see a Hollywood Shuffle? Keenan Ivory Wayne's was in that too. It was basically the African-American answer to the, oh, what are their names now? The Naked Gun Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, that's basically what those were. Yeah. White Chicks, I, I actually, I enjoyed White Chicks. It was, uh, I thought it was very funny. Oof, that was a tough film. And Terry Crews was just like fantastic. I love Terry Crews when he does anything silly. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of which, so whoever... Is in Rotten Tomatoes and watches uh, Dick Tracy and the Two Jakes. Sixty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I said, like, the worst of the two is Dick Tracy. <laughs> they thought it was worse than the Two Jakes well, by one percent. But yeah, that Dick Tracy was basically all these old-time actors got together. Because I mean, when you look at the cast, it was uh, what's his face? Pacino. Warren Beatty. Yeah. Pacino. Madonna, Mandy Patinkin, yeah, Madonna, Warren Beatty, Al Pacino, Glenn Headley, Dustin Hoffman, Dick Van Dyke, yeah, yeah. I mean, huge names, and it was just, it was just the worst. Who directed that? Uh, Warren Beatty. Uh, again, there you go. Please don't put yourself in a movie and direct it. You're terrible at it. Stop. Just stop. So, um, yeah. So that scene reminded me of, that, to make a long story short, that scene reminded me of, of Dark Man with uh, uh, Liam Neeson. But, um, so he's listening to his tape recorder over and over again and repeating things and trying to get the accents right, I guess, or whatever. And uh, um, his dead wife, appears behind him, seated behind him. Mm-hmm. And she tells him some drivel like, are you sure you want to do this? Leave me be. I'm at peace. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I love you. And he, of course, ignores her because otherwise they don't have a movie. Why would he pay any attention to her? And then we go to, he makes a phone call and he prints. And I'm guessing the first one, he was pretending to be the boss man because he calls the crooked cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he calls him and he talks to him and he says something and the cop says, huh, who, what, yeah. He says, yeah, I went to blah, 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 blah. And, um... Sounded pretty Indian to me. I mean, it, it did, yeah. He'd have worked. Hey, you could have rung me, it would have worked. Oh, you mean it, my pronunciation just now? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, him okay. and you, either. Yeah. Either way, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, uh... And then he hangs up the phone, and he's like... It, it, and, then, and then here's the thing. He's always in a public place when he makes a phone call. Mm. So the phone can't be traced to, like, his apartment. 
He was, I couldn't tell, what, it looked like some outdoor market or something that he was at the first phone. Yeah, it did. It was, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like, a yeah, that's what it was like, market or something. Yeah. And then he hangs up and he pulls out something from like under his teeth. I guess he like shoved, I don't know what that was. It, it almost looked like it was like a, a, a mold for getting your teeth fixed. Yeah. You know? Uh, that he shoved up in his lip to kind of get the sound right. Yeah, which was odd. I didn't understand it, that. it was, odd. and he was very like gesticulating. Yeah, wasn't he? He was just like I don't know if he was doing fussy hands or if he was just like this was just kind of helping him. He was. He's very gesticulating, which is interesting because that big boss man wasn't very gesticulating. No, the big, very... big boss man was gesticulating. And I didn't at notice all. him having like a weird lip thing. No, no, no. Right, right, right. Because he totally did the Stallone a little bit, like yeah, uh, or actually. It wasn't really the solo. It was more a Billy Idol kind of thing going on with the mm. lip, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how would he... Well, that's the other thing. Well, how would he know that the big boss man gesticulates? He wouldn't. So, you know, as as a vengeance-seeking blind person, I don't think he did his homework quite, quite right. No, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a little, sure. Yeah, it was a little bit off. But anyway, so then they show him in another public place. And I don't remember what this one was. And he calls like a house and he's talking to some woman on the phone and she's visibly upset. Yeah. And he's, oh, no, no. Before it gets to that, they show the young guy, the rapist's buddy, mm. just like hanging out, like getting out of a, a, one of the little like motorized rickshaws that they have in India for the transportation. What are they called? The, oh, uh, the, uh, are they, no, I'm thinking of, in China, they're called tuk-tuks. No, I don't India, know. They're not called tuk-tuks. Wait, 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 you know what? We can always look up to see what, what, what it's called. Let's see. Indian motorized rickshaw. What's it called? Come on, Google. Oh, no, they call it tuk-tuks, too. Oh, okay. Tuk-tuk. 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 Oh, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Or rickshaw, also known as a CNG in Bangladesh, a, ba- a bajai or bajaj in Jakarta. Okay, so they're all over Southeast Asia, basically. Mm. Um, right, so they find the rapist boy hanging out around one of these things, and a crooked cop comes along and puts his hand around his neck, and there's two other cops there, and he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? You know, it's like, I'm one of you guys, and they arrest him, and he's pissed off that they're yeah. arresting him. And then they show Blind Fury again at some phone in the distance, talking to this woman who's visibly upset, and like her husband takes the phone from her, and this guy's tough. <laughs> and it was just, the reactions were very funny. Because from the way she reacted, it almost sounded kind of like he was saying, what underwear are you wearing? Because I'm <laughs> playing with myself. And then, like, he picked up the phone, the big husband. And his reaction looked like the guy was saying, what underwear are you wearing? Because I'm <laughs> playing with myself. <laughs> Cause he just That's a good call. I think he might have been saying that. <laughs> it's his way to get that guy screwed over. <laughs> Maybe. And that's, that was like the end of our 20 his minutes. His face, yeah. He was, that was a great face, it, that guy pulled. It was. was. Big, round. Like I said, it was almost like anime. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You, almost, you could almost see his moustache pulsating with anger. <laughs> yes. Whoa! <laughs> it was. It was very his Dragon Ball. eyes were pulling out like, Whoa! <laughs> it was very Dragon Ball Z. I don't know where they found that guy, but yeah. It's like if him and Jim Carrey are related, I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. his face. And that was a thing. It wasn't like an instant thing. He really, whoever that guy is, a good actor, because he really just like the gradual outrage in his, <laughs> like, like you said, in his mustache and in his eyes and like his nostrils started flaring. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like totally bent out of shape. And I was like, 
He must it's, be saving. I don't know what they were having himself. to say to him again to do that. It's like he had a friend at like a at the uh, the the buffet at the uh, the film the film buffet where they eat the uh, the table and he's just on the other end saying like oh, that's they have, yeah the Karen they have, they have three hush browns left three someone just took one now there's two there's only one left now uh oh I just take the last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you get for like in your ass to crafty right away, isn't it? <laughs> uh, that's kind of, you know what? Maybe that's what he was saying. There's only two pieces of non left. You are fucked. <laughs> that's just as good a reason as any. Yeah. Yeah, but this voice was like a very high pitched voice. And it was fast, like you said. And it was, was, like, it, was like he supposed Japanese. to be the? Was he? He was pretending to be the son, I think, in that one. I think he only recorded like two people. Right, so he must have been the son because the other one was yeah. the politician dad, which he called the crooked cop with and set up the buddy. Mm. I'm wondering. So this is. I'm wondering if this guy is a a, a judge or a higher political figure or somebody. Mm. And he pretended to be his the, uh, the bad guy's son, the, or he pretended to be the rapist and was calling the, the wife to say, I'm going to, you know, mm. pull your clothes off and have my way with you and blah, 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 and whatever else. And I'm wondering if that's why it was like such a controlled outrage mm-hmm. and very anime, very Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I was kind of expecting him to like, and, and, and like <laughs> blow up a couch in the house or something like that. So, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, and I, I think he's just going to go around, just keep doing all these impersonations, until like everybody like shits themselves. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah. Because what's the end game with this? Just fucking kills everyone somehow. But how? I, mean, I don't know. So, so he set up rapist boy to go to jail, right? I think he's. I, I assume he's going to end up having everyone kill everyone, like a kind of like just killing people off via getting other people to do it. I'm trying to think of what movie was similar that way, where somebody got everybody against each other. Um, I mean, there there have been episodics that were, where stuff similar stuff has happened that way, mm-hmm. and then they figure it out and let's work together and you know, it's kind of, oh it's kind of like the uh, in the original Star Trek they had an episode where uh, there was some entity. That fed off the anger. Oh, and the Klingons yeah, 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 and, yeah, and yeah, the Federation yeah. were going back and forth back when the Klingons just, you know, were yeah. tan guys with goatees and nothing else. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they weren't even tan. They just had bad makeup on. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think what if, if there was any other example. Like, yeah, the divide and conquer was obviously in full effect. Mm. But I'm trying to think what other movie. I'm waiting for the next time there's a dance break. Like maybe when he when he wins at the end, he does like a blind. Oh, dance. Well, for sure. There's a, yeah, he's he's getting a he's he's getting a musical bit at the end. Obviously, I mean, and his wife is coming down on like feathers from heaven or something. I know. was blind, and now I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, isn't that a Billy Joel song? <laughs> is that by the river in the middle of the night? No. What time? Maybe. <laughs> Did you have to go <laughs> through all the lyrics no, to figure it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think it is in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you think is going on here? I mean, I. 
<laughs> and I'll say this much for it, actually. The cinematography was really, really good. Well, yeah, they have a lot of money in Bollywood. Yeah, it was big time, big time. The cinematography was really good. I loved, actually... It came out I mean, this I, year, this film. This came out this year. This so year, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was 2017. I thought that, like, the scene where he's reading the letter from his wife, the Braille letter, and, the, like, the angles they were doing, they were really interesting. Now, it was over the top and very soap opery and the whole nine yards, mm. but I could, just thought the camera work was really cool. I was like... Oh, that's that's kind of because like they show him like when he le- reads the last bit of the letter and he cries, but they don't show his eyes. They just show like a tear trail down his cheek because the camera's from like up top, mm-hmm. and all you see is kind of like his cheek and like his nose. You can't see his eyes at all. You see his like the top of his head, the ear, and then you see the cheek down low, and then you see just like this tear just kind of roll down. It's like ooh, that's. Mm-hmm. Romantic? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's the right word. Is it romantic? Perhaps. <laughs> you know, this is this is one of those days where you wish like we had a drunk friend come over and, and you know, yeah. pop in and say <laughs> hi and you know. But you know, yeah. Only only so much could be expected, you know. That that's true. Yeah. Uh, to be fa- actually, to be fair to this show, to be fair to this film, I actually. You said before, but I actually, um, it did, it held my attention. It was, uh, we said it only had like one and a half stars. It had one and a half stars on Netflix. And you were, yes, we did mention this because the innocence, like nothing happened in 20 minutes. Mm. Like the weirdest thing that happened was the one woman got stabbed in the eye with a fork. Yeah. Or a knife or whatever it was. And there was almost a hint of a ghost, mm-hmm. but it went away. And that was it. And otherwise, it was just a bunch of people pissing and moaning for like 20 minutes. Nothing was happening. And this was, this was the, the, the episode we did with Torsten. And he was saying mm. like, oh, well, you know, it's because in the 20, middle 20 minutes of the movie, nothing happens. And we're like, because we kind of had the same incident with the man-eater. And the man-eater, nothing happened at all. Mm-hmm. But in Cruel, yeah. was like super engaging. Uh-huh. And we were totally into Cruel, the middle 20 minutes. This one was super engaging. Yeah, it was. So it was ridiculous. And it's just like... All the various scenes are like, oh, a cool blonde guy leaving the police station and knocking things over. <laughs> it's just like, but it it was engaging. It, at no point did we just like stop and start chatting about something mm-hmm. and not paying attention to the movie. So you're right. I I mean, they did a good job. I mean, you consider like even shows that I like, like House of Cards. I love House of Cards. Right. But you get like, you know, an 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 Indian guy who only speaks Hindi to turn off the subtitles and watch House of Cards in the middle twenty minutes of an episode. <laughs> right. See, see how much he gets out of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Not much. Not much. No, no, no. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, our format is kind of made to, to, to leave things boring. But, I mean, yeah. at the same time. And, and, I mean, the TV shows are easier because it's a compressed time period, comparatively speaking. So, mm. the middle 20 minutes actually kind of will catch, like, the hook. And if not, if not the main event, the point of no return at the very least, you know. Mm. So that's easier, but yeah, I thought these middle twenty minutes were engaging. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he's going to enact his vengeance. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, it might have to do with the subject matter, but I mean, I'd like, I'd like to see him, you know, stick a couple of razor blades on the end of his walking stick and just like spin around in a circle and that, slice some throats. That that would that, that would be pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, have you seen any of the Defenders? 
I haven't. We were talking about this at work today. My boss was talking about it because he's watched all of the. He's a big comic fan. He's watched all the um, all the Netflix uh, series. I've not watched any of the TV like Marvel, Marvels, no? or DCs or anything. Because when they first, the first one they did, the Agents of Shield, when they did that, yeah, Emily watched it. My wife watched that and. At the time, I was I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! I'm sorry. What, nothing is happening. What's happening in here?" So it's it's, it's oh, ooh, it's exciting because they reference the films. Ooh, exciting! It's like, well, yeah, but the films don't do shit for them. They don't reference anything. The it's films true. don't care about what's happening in these in the TV. It's so true. therefore, the whole thing just reeks of a money grab to me. It's just like money, money, money. Like, right, but right, you're not. Right. There's no payoff. Right. Where's the payoff? Like. It's just a self-existing little world where stuff happens and doesn't even matter. Right. And we've already got to the point in the Marvel films now where that's even starting to happen in the films because yes. there's so many of them. Yes. You have your standalone hero films that now are starting to be like, actually, it doesn't even matter to the Avengers film or the Guardians film. Right, right, right. Yeah. We've got so much going on now. We can't have everything yeah, yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're pretty much split it now. So yeah. like Thor and everything that happens off-world really doesn't resonate with anything going on on the on-world. Uh, but I actually... Followed, I started to follow. Well, I, originally I started watching Arrow, mm. and I actually enjoyed Arrow. Well, that's separate from all of them, though, isn't it? That's CW, so that's, that's like that's CW, yes. Same as Supergirl. And I enjoyed uh, the Flash, and it mm. ended up I liked the Flash better than the Arrow because the Arrow got the Arrow got very formulaic, and every season it was a new thing with just a different bad guy. Mm. Or I should say, it was the same thing with the new bad guy. That's what it was <laughs> with the yeah. Arrow every season. The Flash. I guess you could say it was the same too, but I don't know. Somehow I thought the acting was better. Hmm. Um, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I enjoyed the beginning of it and the putting together and then how at the end of the season they made the guy uh, a, a, a Hydra agent. And I was like, okay, this is actually good because, you know, Hydra is always the one kind of versus S.H.I.E.L.D. So they could just explore this because they've had you know, years of comic books. That they can follow this. And you're right. Part of it was the money grab where they would try to like throw hints in to lead up to a movie, whether it was mm. um, uh, 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 Winter Soldier, whether it was Civil War, whether, you know, whatever it was, they would kind of like throw stuff in. I'm like, why are you just throwing this stuff in if, if it's not there? So the acting on Marvel of Shields was really good, particularly I love uh, uh, the Scottish guy who's uh, Fitz. Ian DeCastiker or so, whatever his name is. I forget the actor's name, forgive me. But I think his, his and Emma's, uh, well, uh, the one who plays Simmons, mm. uh, uh, um, their acting, I think, is really, really good. I think the two of them are very good. I thought, um, I think uh, Coulson, uh, and I forget the actors, I'm blanking on all the actors' names as usual. His acting is actually pretty good. Um, they got uh, the guy from The Mummy, who was the brother from The Mummy, the actor, and he was also the uh, slave owner in Spartacus. Oh, John Hanna? Yeah, he joined like the most recent season. And mm -hmm. I thought he, he's a really good actor too. I enjoy his work. Um, but I kind of lost interest now because like the storyline went off with, I don't know, it just like went off in a different direction. It's still, it, I, I'll still watch it. Like mm -hmm. Arrow is the least watchable to me, yeah. actually, of all the teeth. I haven't seen any of Supergirl yet. Um, mm. I, I just haven't. I mean, the fact that they brought Superman in in, like, the second season, I'm like, okay, uh, how, you know, 
again, like you said, is it is it is it a money grab? Why are you bringing Superman in? Because you know he's the heavy hitter. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, well, why don't you bring Batman in? And so for whatever reason, they never want to bring Batman in this. And it's just like, well, shouldn't you? You know, mm-hmm. kind of like or Nightwing at least, or somebody from the Bat books. You know, because but um, for whatever reason, they're not bringing that in. Did so, you watch Agent Carter? Agent Carter. Yes, that's that's called. Uh, Oh, I watched the first season of it. Yes, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Hmm. Did you see that. it? No, I didn't. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Because that's the only. It's only Agent Carter and Agents of Shield are the only two shows that directly sink in with the films. With the films, yes. Agent yeah. Carter was. They referenced her in the winter. No, no. Yeah, in the Winter Soldier, they referenced her hmm. because Steve finally finds her, kind hmm. of. But um, with the Marvel, besides besides the Agents of Shield and, and Agent Carter, um, the Marvel Daredevil was very good. The Electra storyline in the Daredevil was eh, but uh, what's his face from The Walking Dead was great as the Punisher. Mm-hmm. He was really, really, good. and that's about to come out the Punisher series. Yeah, apparently they're giving him a standalone series. He, he did such a good job. Yeah, he really, really did. Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter, whatever freaking money she asked for, give it to her. Because mm. she's just that good. She's, that show to me was the strongest, actually, of all of them. Mm. I thought Jessica Jones was, was the that's best. What I, that's what I heard. And, and at work, my, I, I was, cause my boss were talking, my boss and his, um, another colleague of mine were talking about, um, they were talking about Iron Fist. Oh, and so Luke bad. Cage a bitch. And I'd, and I'd heard that Iron Fist was bad. Terrible. But they were really enjoying it. And I said that I heard that was bad and Luke Cage was bad. And they said Luke Cage was really good. Luke thought. Cage was fantastic until the middle of the show. Mm. And that's what I said to people. I said, then it seems all the Marvel writers went on vacation to Kabul because mm. the writing and just the stories went crap from their, that point yeah. on. Like, they were really bad. Like, Luke Cage, the first, like, whatever, five, six episodes, it's basically until, uh, what's his name, uh, Marshawala Ali, mm-hmm. and he was a cottonmouth. Until he dies, that was a great show. Really, look at really good show. After that, it just fizzled. Yeah, it, it got really disappointing. Iron Fist was Finn Jones is just terrible. Mm-hmm. In how many ways? I I can't even count the ways how terrible he was because one physically he wasn't the right he's not in the right shape. Mm-hmm. You know, he's supposed to be like a twenty three year old or a twenty six year old. Who comes back after spending the last 10 years training as a warrior monk mm-hmm. and like there's almost no muscle tone on the guy it's like come on as a kid yeah either you're gonna be like bone skinny and just completely defined or you're gonna have muscles yeah i mean something and and his acting is like he always has this look like are you sure i can poo in that room and i mean it's just <laughs> like it's just so bad it was I don't know what they were thinking with that casting. He was so bad. Yeah. So, so, so bad. And then they got, uh, and I forget the actor's name again, he was uh, Faramir in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. To play his father's partner. That whole story angle was just, this is terrible. So I started watching The Defenders. And it's so funny. It's like, the Luke Cage scenes, they're okay. The, the, the Daredevil scenes, they're good. You know, the Luke's, actually, so far, the Luke Cage scenes, they're good. The, the the Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter scenes, she steals like every episode. 
Mm-hmm. She, she'll be, you know, because right now they're kind of doing the stories, they're kind of in parallel, you know, so mm-hmm. they'll show this one person, then the other person, then the other person, you know, because obviously they're working to the way, to, towards the end goal being they're the defenders, they're going to come together to fight for the city, blah, blah. She, her acting is just, on. if anyone, if any one of those four get a, a, a feature film, mm-hmm. it should be her. Yeah. It should be her, because she just, she plays that anti-hero so well so so well and in fact if you ask me she should end up with freaking Punisher because it's just like you know it's she's such she's so uh, 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 she's just such a broken toy mm-hmm. you know that it's and she just delivers it so which is so much just like I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. fuck off it's like you pretty much expect every sentence of hers to finish with fine fuck off mm-hmm. <laughs> but and she does it with just such I've not seen I've not seen it but I got the thing from what I did see the trailers or whatever or the pieces it reminded me a little bit of Sin City of that kind of vibe which uh, the Defenders or Jessica Jones Jessica Jones that kind of dark that <sighs> darker kind of like yes yes and Jessica well I mean Daredevil was two hmm. uh, they, they were kind of going is like the, the, the Frank Miller Daredevil Mm-hmm. Like you know, because Frank Miller always like brings it like real down gritty, you know the whole thing. That's what says Sin City. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't mean the film Sin City. I mean the comic book. I mean yeah, just yeah, like yeah. The, that kind of like all these disenfranchised kind of characters. It, 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 just it's, kinda... it's it's basically old time pulp, mm. but without yeah. any of the like polished language. Mm. It's just like no, they wouldn't talk like this. Yeah, there'd be a lot of f bombs. There'd be like shit asshole. You know <laughs> that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, so. So, but like I said, so far, Defenders, I'm engaged. Mm. I've seen the first two episodes so far. Like I said, every time Jessica Jones is on screen, I'm just riveted. Mm. She's Kristen Ritter's, to me, that good. Like that character, she's really, she's really nailed it. So, I mean, for whatever that's worth, too. Okay. Like second, I I would go second season Daredevil, I would go Jessica Jones, uh, second season Daredevil, first season Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Iron Fist was just... Mm-hmm. I, they should have just parted ways with Finn Jones. Yeah, and it's not even like people were saying, "Oh, whitewashing." It's like, uh, no, it, that that you know, he in the books he's a white dude. So you know, he's like they're kind of this time they're sticking, they're being faithful to the book. But what I was saying is like, just get rid of him and and do a series for Shang Chi, because in the comic books they did such great things with Shang Chi, and he's you know, Shang Chi is basically supposed to be like Bruce Lee, but you know, a couple of orders of magnitude higher because mm. like they have him in, in the comic books and he takes on these like alien super villains and just with kung fu he can like stand with them toe to toe where they're like why haven't you fallen yet <laughs> and he like you know spouts like the wisdom and he's like you know does a tree break in front of a wind it's like oh okay you know that kind of stuff so yeah i just i just saw it what did i see that there was there was a story about white watching there was um Oh yeah, uh, what's his face? Ed Crime. Yeah, what was it? That... He he left uh, Hellboy. Hellboy, yes, 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 yes. Because yes. the character in the character in the books is uh, either fully Japanese or half mm-hmm. Japanese. Yeah, and apparently he didn't know. Which I'm just like, well, you know, when they offered you the role, didn't you do a little bit of research? Because all you have to do is Google shit these days. It's mm-hmm. not like you know, you have to send somebody to the library and code things for you. But, uh, you know, kudos to him. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And good for the production company for saying, you know what? Yeah, you know, let's, 
let's recast this, and there's no reason they shouldn't. And and to be and it's good, it's good on his part as far as that's the only way that that's going ever going to change in the films. Yes, is if a big star or a name yeah. lets themselves be given a role, yeah, and then speak out about yes. it and say, "I'm not taking it because of this, and I'm letting the whole world know because yes, it's the only way it'll change." And they'll be forced. You're to right. Change it. You're right. Because anything behind closed doors, no one knows. Right. But it's not. They have to come out and say it. Yes. And. As far as and if you're if you're pretentious enough, if you're serious enough of an actor that that sort of thing bothers you, then all you're going to do is make yourself more work for the sort of work you want, right? Because you have integrity, I imagine. So then you're going to have directors, more indie-minded directors, people yes. who are making serious things, who are going to look at you and go, "Oh, well, that guy has integrity. Well, yes, I like he, him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do something that's not. Let's do something that tells a story and not that is just looking for schlock and money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was kudos to him, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was the way to do it. So, my friend, Carbill, what do you think is going on here? Um, well, you know, I, I think, uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think a blind sex slavery. <laughs> In the underworld of Mumbai, <laughs> is what's going on here. So, okay, let me get this straight. A blind sex slave ring. Mm-hmm. You think this is what's happening? Yeah. I mean, we didn't see her kill herself. This is true. This is number one. True. It, I mean, unreliable on the rate. I mean, come on. Learn your lesson, man. Yes. You, know, you just got a fucking crumpled letter that was underneath the bed in yes. Braille. And, and let's face it, some of, some of the buttons might have been smoothed out and he just misread it. Yeah. And she, instead of saying she hanged herself, she was like, I'm hanging out with some really cool guys. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Instead of, I hung myself on a ceiling fan, it was, I'm hanging out with some big fans of mine. <laughs> From the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. You know what? I'm going to say the same thing. Yes, that is exactly what's going on. This is a blind sex slave ring. Where the people... <laughs> this is all a big misunderstanding. He's going to be yeah. like, oh my god. He's going to say, my bad. Misunderstanding. Cue the music. Everyone's going to dance happily together. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, that's, that's what I think is going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now let's go for our uh, food and drink grades of your... Uh, Bob Marley Burger from Ronnie's Rock and Grill. What did you say? What would you give it? I would give that a 2.9. 2.9. So it's basically just average for you. Average burger. Okay. Okay. 2.9. I would say, and it's unfortunate, I'm sorry, it was just like that average. I would say for the Who with the Buffalo Ranch, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I would give it a... I'd give it a 3.7, 3.8. Hmm. Yeah, 3.8. It had just it, it had a nice amount of spice on it, a nice amount of heat. The burger was actually fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the bacon, lettuce, tomatoes, real nice. Go with it. Um, yeah, grilled onions, 3.8. I'm giving Rock and Ronnie for that one. Nice. Yeah. And what about uh, Puerto Rico from our friends over at the elementary? Oh. Wait, um, do I do I need to take another picture? 
to show your joy I of this drink. Uh, oh, you're almost I done with the sign. I know I am. Um, I I say a four point seven. Wow. Mm. Wow, that is that is quite possibly the highest grade of a beer ever on the show. Yeah, I think so. At least since we started taking numbers down. Yeah, I'm a big fan. You know, it's hard to argue that number, actually, mm -hmm. I have to say, because, like you said, this is really easy to drink. We, we, we have in, like, 20-ounce steins full of this porter, and at no point, I'm still not feeling like I'm feeling all overwhelmed, and my mouth is coated, and it's heavy, and I kind of need something mm -hmm. to cleanse my palate or anything, and like you said, the coffee flavor is just really, it's, it's almost like having breakfast, like... This would mm. be a great breakfast. It'd <laughs> be a great breakfast beer. Perfect. You wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, mm, I've all the coffee left. Oh, I'll bring out Puerto Rico. Rico. <laughs> I, I mean, I might not get up. I might stay in bed. That's the only problem. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm giving this one a 4.5. It's, it's really, really, really good. It's a nice beer. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's a very nice beer. Yeah, the, like the only thing that can make it better for me is like more booze is because always more booze. Yes, is good. well, yeah, I mean, yeah. If this, if they made the Puerto Rico like a eight percenter, mm. this would definitely be the jam right here. Mm. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, but but as it is, like even at six percent, let's face it, that's a stronger beer than your average run beer. Yeah, and. It's there's just no problem drinking this. No. This is so easy to yeah, drink. Yeah, and if it gets too much, if I have too many, it feels a bit heavy. I just bit of half and half, put some half and half in, just you know, cream it up a bit. So, <laughs> Would you really do that? I mean, I don't, I don't think it tastes nice. No, I'd be interested think. to do it as an experiment. Okay, just like a little uh, shot of it. Yeah, maybe like oh, bit of half and half, see how see huh? if it. Uh, okay, all know. right. So, well, there you go, folks. I mean, uh, that's episode seventeen in a bag. So. We have, uh, we reviewed Puerto Rico by the Elementary Brewery, which is located in Hackensack, New Jersey, off of Voorhees Lane. Um, Sean gave it 4.7. It's a coffee porter. It's, it's just delicious. And these guys, I mean, really, we've reviewed tons of their beers. Part of the reason is because they just have so many new beers all the time. Mm. And they're local. And their beer is always fantastic. Quite frankly, yeah. um, so Sean gives it a four point seven. I give it a four point five. Uh, the eatery re we reviewed is Ronnie's Rock and Grill in Bergenfield. Uh, Sean had the Bob Marley, which he thought was kind of dry, so he gave it a two point nine. I had the Who Burger, which I gave a three point eight. I thought it was actually a fairly nice burger. I really enjoyed that. And that eatery is located on eighty three North Washington Avenue in Bergenfield. And our movie that we reviewed is a Bollywood called, movie called Kabil from 2017. And what we realized it is, it's a movie about a blind sex slave ring in the streets of Mumbai. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. That's our, uh, that's our take on it. I hope you like it. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time on uh, What's Going On Here. Indeed. All right. See you next time. Cheers. <laughs>